This is my journey from Epilepsy Tasmania. Real stories from people with lived experience of epilepsy and the experts trying to make their lives better. My name's Jenny and I work in a school as a teacher assistant. Jenny's experience with epilepsy is on two fronts. As a teacher's aide, she's worked with children affected by epilepsy and she's playing a leading role in the school's epilepsy training and education. He collapsed one day in a line and I just happened to be the first person to get to him and he was not coherent at all, mouthful of food. So we just, you know, I just applied normal first aid and, and then we were, then it became known that he had epilepsy and he was diagnosed with epilepsy after that because they progressively got worse. Then there's her personal experience, which is having a far bigger impact on her through her daughter Hannah. Randomly, Hannah started just having these what we termed twitchy moments that we didn't understand. We called an ambulance because we weren't sure what was going on. And they said, oh, no, it's fine. It's nothing. Don't worry about it. You just take it to hospital, which was a little bit off-putting because we watched a child who, all due respects to her, she's not overly coordinated. Um, So to actually have some of the body movements that she was having, she couldn't have been doing that by herself. Anna's story's coming up. It's the next episode in my journey. But from Jenny's point of view as a mother, not being able to get that diagnosis, to have experts and doctors scratching their heads, that's a tough thing for a mum to take. Because she's female, because she's a teenage, she was a teenager at the time, it was always made to feel like you're just a bit fragile, you're just a bit, you know, soft and, and, and whatever. But we never, ever actually got an answer. And so they progressively got worse. Um, And we still, to this day, don't have an answer and no one can give one. And Hannah has quite a few of them at times. And it impacts her and the family because everything has to stop. You know, we have a nine-year-old who's sort of like, what's going on? And, and, And it's become normal for him to watch his sister do these violent, uncontrollable movements. Um, so it like it's obviously a seizure. Well, it looks like one. It doesn't look like your typical backward kind of seizure, but they are certainly not movements that she could recreate if she tried. Mm. Mm. This sounds like it's a pretty frustrating kind of experience that you're going through. And yep. from what I hear, you're not the only one going through this sort of thing. It, no. How is it affecting the family? Well, it has a major impact. I mean, as I say, we all have to stop while everything stops while someone sits with Hannah and makes sure she's okay and that she is okay and it doesn't then progress into something where she's collapsed or or she's not with us, we have to watch her. So I'll get a text message, okay, stop, Hannah's feeling a bit twitchy, I need to go. And so I have to leave, you know, my child who also has type 1 diabetes, you know, you'll be right there, so stay there. I'm in here with her and and everything just stops. And it it is stressful because we all don't know what is actually going on for her and is that going to change? Is it going to turn into something else? Is she not going to be able to breathe? Um, All of these things are going through your mind at the time and then you you take her to a doctor to get some support and you basically go, oh, no, they're not real seizures, that's fine, you'll be okay. And I was like, well, well, okay, that's all good, but what is it? Because your average person doesn't sit there doing this randomly, but we can't seem to get anywhere. So as a parent, I'm a parent as well, Mm -hmm. the first thing I want to do is make sure that my child's all right. How important is a diagnosis? 
Oh, I think the diagnosis would be extremely important and I think it's critical to know then what we do and how we treat her. So without a diagnosis, we're just sort of fluffing around doing stuff, but are we missing something? Is there something we could be doing that could make this a better outcome for her or stop it from being, you know, disastrous or impacting her work so she can't go to work or she has to come home from work because this is going to happen and she doesn't want it to happen in public. Um, and if we had a diagnosis, we'd be able to go, okay, cool, right, that's it. We know what that is. We know how to treat it. We know it's not going to develop into anything. So we're all all good and okay. I'm just trying to work out what... So you, you, you're, you go and explain to the doctors what's happening and they say, it doesn't sound like epilepsy. Yep. And we have taken copious amounts of videos of Hannah um, and they go, oh, no, no, well, she can open her eyes. She's fine. But it's still not normal for a child to to behave and her body do this to her. And like for Hannah, you know, she can go, I just don't feel right. I feel really sad. I don't feel right. And I go, okay, well, let's go lie down then. No, 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 I'm good. No, let's go lie down. And it will happen. But we just can't seem to get someone to join enough of the dots to go, it is something. They just look at it and go, oh, yeah, that's not a normal seizure. So they've got this idea in their mind of what a normal seizure looks like and hers doesn't fit what they consider to be your normal seizure. Any of the 40 types of seizures. Yeah, so it doesn't fit any of those, which... And then I just look at that and go, how can... How, as a professional and as a health professional, can you not look at that and go, this isn't right, this is a child? You are working with Epilepsy Tasmania now to try and find a way forward. Yeah, and um, we were quite lucky because all of this happened and it became just the norm for us and then the student came to our school and uh, Shirley came and delivered the epilepsy training for school and I said to Shirley afterwards, you know, do you mind if I just show you something? And I showed her and she went, okay, yeah, we need to, we need to get further into this. This isn't okay. That's not normal. Um, you know, um, and she she has been amazing and Hannah has been in contact with Shirley, you know, and Shirley's been a great support of what we can do and try and get somewhere. But it's so frustrating and it must be, you know... Tell us for the tape, who's Shirley? Shirley is the uh, Epilepsy Tasmania training person that came into the school and she has just been unbelievably supportive um, given that she came to give training about epilepsy for a child that we had at school and I just happened to ask her and she was very forthcoming in, in offering some advice for us as a family to the point where I just burst into tears on poor Shirley going, oh, thank God someone actually listened and understood um, because we've got this kid who can't function. Epilepsy Tasmania has been doing a lot of work with schools in particular, trying to make sure everybody's ready and that the kids who do who, who are affected by epilepsy aren't treated differently or ostracised because of it. Tell yep. us how this is working for you on the ground. Yeah, it's going really, really well. The training was very, very beneficial. Um, when Shirley came in and delivered the training to the school, um, there was a little bit of, of staff concerned that they may have to, you know, step up and do something else for this child and the way that Shirley delivered that training to go well you know you just have to there's no question about it you just have to you, you haven't got time you've got to deal with it 
And from that point on, I think it made us all relax a little that, you know, we, we left that with the knowledge that we knew how to then deal with this kid when something went wrong and he had a seizure and we were all over it and and we spoke to the kids about it and we showed them little videos and stuff from that we were given and they, you know, it worked all around. It's important for everyone to realise just keep plugging because eventually someone will listen and understand. Um, but Epilepsy Tasmania seems to be the, the place that we've come to to get and we got the most support and we happened to fall into that because I would not have thought to come here because we'd been told so many times you, your child doesn't have epilepsy. So then to have that accidental connection and that's, that's where we've gotten the main support. So actually go to the source. Don't right. feel like you don't you can't go there because you haven't got an epilepsy diagnosis. Well, it's nice to know you're not on your own, isn't it? Oh, it sure is. Yep. My Journey's been released for Purple Month 2020, which runs for the month of March. It's a worldwide grassroots campaign aimed at getting people talking about epilepsy, which is what we're doing right now. And by talking about it, we hope to reduce the stigma and help those who are affected by epilepsy to live full and happy lives. To find out more, go to epilepsytasmania.org.au. This series is an Icon Media production for Epilepsy Tasmania. It's produced, directed and edited by Sam Icon. That's me. Sound design is from Nicholas Store. Music from Breakmaster Cylinder and Chelsea McGough. Special thanks goes out to Jenny for sharing that story. And if you want to hear Hannah's perspective, that's the next episode. <laughs>